In the last 10 years, our field has gone from an unknown specialty to a household name. This brings unprecedented opportunities, but we need to rise up to meet them and give our patients the care that they deserve. In order to help others get better, we need to be better. This podcast will help you to become more confident with your patients, more successful in your practice or business, and a leader in pelvic health. And we're going to have some fun along the way. Join us as we rise together. We're Jesse and Nicole Cozine, founders of Pelvic Sanity Physical Therapy and the creators of the Pelvic PT Huddle. And this is Pelvic PT Rising. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Pelvic PT Rising Podcast with Jesse and Nicole Cozine. I am so excited to have Janet Yu with us. Janet is a member of the Pelvic PT Rising family. She runs her own practice and I've got so many different questions for you, Janet. So I'm so glad that you're on. Thanks so much for taking the time and being with us. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here and be able to talk to you. Yeah. So give me a little bit. Actually, I got to just dive in with this. I hope I'm not breaking any news, but like you're pretty pregnant. Yeah, yes, I am 35 weeks as this coming Wednesday. Congratulations. Yes. And this is your second? This is my second. My first is a four-year-old girl. So Okay. So yes. it's super quiet and easy all around the house and you're not having to oh, do yeah. anything. Nothing, nothing. It's super quiet. <laughs> Perfect. So talk to me a little bit about that. I'm um, just to kind of dive in with that. I'm really interested because I know this is a challenge that a lot of people have, a lot of women have. You've gone through pregnancy while working for somebody else, and now you're doing it while owning your own business. Can you talk to me just a little bit about how both of those experiences have been and kind of compare and contrast? Definitely. So I was pregnant four years ago, working at a different facility, and it was pretty like smooth in the sense of patients were coming in, easy flowing. My schedule is very consistent, which was good and bad because at that time I worked at 7 a.m., 45 minutes to an hour away. So getting myself out of bed to stick to that consistent patient schedule was a drag. And then, of course, having to go home. Um, I took public transit, the train, and there were times where I'm like, oh, I don't feel good do I have enough time to jump off the train onto the platform, throw up and come back onto the train? I made it home. So in a way there was good things about like working for somebody else. Cause you had that consistent patient flow. You're not doing the marketing. You're not trying to get people in the door and be a therapist at the same time, but then you're stuck to the schedule while now I'm on practice of course, I can change my schedule as needed to suit my needs. And that's super nice. It's been so helpful. I think since the pregnancy, I really haven't seen anybody earlier than 9 a.m. And it's really rare to even see anybody at 9 for me at the moment. And, you know, the harder side then is, of course, the marketing side, making sure there's still patients coming in and getting the word out there and balancing that. The physical therapy side of things and then the administrative backend side of things. Yeah, I well, and I'm, it's really cool to watch. And this is obviously something Nicole and I don't know anything about is watching you. I feel like you're somebody who really has very consciously balanced your work and your life and your family time. And I know you're really devoted to making sure that like family comes first. And that's one of the reasons that you started your own business. 
Yes, that is pretty much the driving force, I think, in starting my own practices, just so that I can have that better balance between family and working. Now, I have to admit, in my last job, it was my boss was great. The situation was good, but it was one of those I was still having almost like anxiety going to work and just kind of like having to take pauses and taking very long, deep breaths while I'm doing my commute to work. And it just didn't feel good at the time. Now, even though having my own practice has, like I said, it's different challenges in the fact of you have to do a lot more marketing, right? And back end work, but being able to control how I spend my time with my family and how I spend my time in my office uh, has been so valuable. I think a lot of people get into that because they want to create that ideal balance and be able to do that. And and I really just applaud you so much for sticking to your guns with that. And I know how sometimes like the business can really start to creep and you start to let those boundaries go. And at least my sense is that you've always been really deliberate about like, no, the reason that I'm doing this is so I can spend time with my family. That's non-negotiable yeah. for you. Yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, there have have been days where I'm like, okay, of patients who do want to come in on Saturday, well, let's schedule them on a Saturday. That's perfectly fine. But I'm going to take it a little bit easy Monday morning and just like make that balanced, conscious effort to like be like, okay, you can you don't have to do all the things and be everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Right, and it takes a lot of us myself included, a long time to come to that realization. So I'm, yeah. I love that you've kept that in the forefront as you started off and kept that as you've been growing. So talk to me a little bit about, let me go back in time. What got you into physical therapy? What got you into pelvic health? And I want to talk a little bit about your niche too, once we get to, <laughs> to that part. Yeah. So what got me in physical therapy in general is just, I was in college. I knew I wanted to do something with medicine and I just had no idea what I was actually thinking about doing athletic training. And I was really close friends with my assistant coach. So I ran for my collegiate team. So I was on the cross country team and she worked for a chiropractor. And actually this chiropractor was like, why don't you check out physical therapy? I think that would suit you really well. And she, he actually got me set up with a local practitioner. I did shadow hours and absolutely loved it. So I switched my major from then from bio to kinesiology and of course went on to PT school thereafter um, and did some assistant coaching also for running at the time. And so flash forward all those years, what got means of public health was, of course, seeing a lot of my friends be pregnant and a lot of them are runners, that they would say things like, oh, I like peed a little bit while I was running, but that's okay because my doctor said it's normal. And I'm like, no, or, you know, I have pains here and there after having kids. And I was like, that's also not normal. There's like a whole section of physical therapists that work with this population. And um, this is 2015-16 timeframe. And just actually realizing there it wasn't, at least at that time, a lot of practitioners that provided pelvic PT. So I started looking into going that direction and also realizing that everybody has pelvises and just really doing some of the research that so many of the people that had some of the back, just the general orthopedic pain, like back pain, hip pain, pelvic pain, that really didn't get quite 100% resolved could have probably benefited from pelvic floor physical therapy. Um, that really was my main driver in getting into like more pelvic floor health. 
Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Right. And a hundred percent. I mean, I, I think that's, I love the way that you and Nicole, I think are really aligned on, on like the ethos side of everything with that. But I want to go back a little bit. Talk to me about being a runner, because this is something I don't understand. The last time <laughs> I ran for anything, I think like our wine bar was closing and I had to get there fast. <laughs> But like you were like a big time, like what would have been some of the bigger like runs and what are the, some of the bigger accomplishments you've had as a runner? Um, dating back to college, I, like I mentioned, I raced for my collegiate team. So we'd always kind of race at Stanford, Invitationals, NCAA regional championships, so things like that. Slightly crazy looking back at it, but after I had my daughter, I thought it would be great to run a marathon. And in that first marathon, I qualified for Boston. So I ran the Boston Marathon at, I think, two years postpartum. Yeah, so those were a couple of things that I did. I don't think I'm running a marathon after this one. I'm going to just record that and have that out there now. You already did it right. Man, that is so cool. Did you have a lot of challenges? with Like how difficult, what was the most difficult thing about getting back from having a baby to getting to running a marathon. I mean, and that first one had to be within like a year, right? Yeah, I actually ran the marathon within a year. It was pretty much exactly one year postpartum. And definitely finding that time or that balance to get your training runs in. There were lots of 5 a.m. wake up calls and whatnot to get out the door and be home by 8 or 8.30 when my daughter woke up so I can be there for that. So definitely that was one of the biggest challenges. I'm very fortunate to live very close to my parents and my in-laws so that if I needed help with anything that they were able to help. I'm pretty much a mile and a half away from each of them. So that makes it very easy or makes the help very easy to, to come by, if you will. Yeah. So you can yeah. run there in like seven and a half oh, minutes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe six. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. But that is great. I mean, and not only did you go out and run a marathon, like you, you like ran a marathon, like you, yeah. I mean, that's, you must have been moving too. like, for yeah. any of the runners who are listening, can we know your time? What, what would be that, impressive about that? It was my first marathon one year postpartum. I ran a 326. So that goes like under eight minute mile pace. I think it's 750 for 26 miles. <laughs> For 26 miles. Right. That no, is just, that's crazy to me. It's like, man, I might have like one sub eight minute mile in me, but I could not imagine doing that 25 more times. <laughs> Janet, yeah. That's crazy. And you've also been running a lot, still running during pregnancy, right? Yeah. You know, it's interesting with the pregnancy. Every pregnancy is different. My first, I was able to run to about 33 weeks right now. I've do, I'm doing more of the walking which started at like 28 weeks. So yeah, definitely still moving, but not running as much this time around. Gotcha. Yeah. And so talk to me then, cause this was, I know when we first started working with you it was one of the cooler conversations that we had because we were basically kind of trying to navigate your passion for pelvic health and mm -hmm. your passion for running and saying, how do we combine those two things to make a truly unique practice which is something I feel like you've done an amazing job and not that many people really get to work with exactly the kind of person that they want all the time. And we spent, I think, a lot of time early on thinking about what that looked like, the messaging. So talk to me about like your ideal person and how you came to that and how that looks on a day-to-day -day basis for you. Yeah, so 
obviously with that big driving force of me getting into pelvic health is realizing that a lot of people that I knew were experiencing urinary incontinence or pelvic pain postpartumly that that was kind of the population I wanted to get into, especially after I had my daughter and realizing that there's so many things that you can help people with so that they don't have those experiences when they are coming back from pregnancy. So that's how, you know, I decided to go with that niche of people day to day. It is really just working with somebody who is struggling to come back from pregnancy, who is and it could be anywhere from like, I just want to run 20 minutes without leakage to like, I'm training for a marathon and I'm having pain. Like, what do I do? So pretty much my patient population at this point, for the most part, is in that realm. Yeah, yeah. that really active, want to get back to doing something that they're not, they're currently not able to do, which I know is really like life changing for people. Yeah, definitely. You've got what, a couple of weeks? How do you manage the transition to knowing that in a couple of weeks here, whenever that is, like you're not yeah. going to be treating, <laughs> obviously, yeah. you're going to be delivering and recovering yourself. What's been your approach to that as a business owner? Because I do think that this is something, and I, I do just want to applaud your courage and just going for and doing what you want to do. A lot of people are always waiting for that right time, right? I can't start a business with a young kid. I can't start a business if I still want to have more kids. And you just went for it. How are you going to navigate that transition of, okay, cool. It's like 35 weeks, like clock's ticking. What are you telling your patients? How does that all work? Yeah. So at this point, for the most part, I've stopped taking any new evaluations and having that discussion, of course, letting them know that I'm taking maternity leave. But with the current patients, um, I actually have a couple of people scheduled um, or scheduled a couple of new evals last week and actually I have one tomorrow all letting them know that I will be taking maternity leave in the next few weeks and I think with my approach to physical therapy and pelvic health that I can get them some resolution and get them feeling better in the next few sessions and you know as long as they're diligent and agree on the plan that we established for them while on maternity that they can come back and check in with me when I come back in a couple of months. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I love to where I know how hard it is for you guys, especially as clinicians who want to be doing everything the best always for all of your people. But it really is amazing that, and I'm sure like when it, it just is what it is and patients understand that and yeah, we're going to have a two or three month or whatever it is break in care. Yeah, that's it. Like that's, it is what it is. I did struggle with that for a little bit. I think I asked you, Nicole, what the, what should I be doing? But I really came to the conclusion that, you know what, it, at this point, I'm three weeks out from taking my last appointment before maternity and just realizing that even if they were to be able to schedule three or four sessions in those three weeks that we can really help that person just feel a lot better and give them some guidance. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's so much better than nothing, which is what the other part is, right? It's like, you know, you guys know how great of care you can provide, but yeah, three sessions with you and a really detailed plan and having all that stuff going forward is a heck of a lot better than nothing. And so I love that you've kind of made that kind of mental switch and transition. 
Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about, so you've been with us in the Pelvic PT Rising Group for a while now. What caused mm-hmm. you to like pick up the phone? What was the, the impetus to give us a call and say, hey, like, let's let's put our foot on the gas here? Yeah, I think it was just one of those things that I kind of have a rough plan of what I wanted to do, but wasn't 100% sure of like execution, how I was going to get there. I'm still not very good at doing my books, by the way, but, um, (laughs) but just really having a group of people for that support and being able to ask some of these questions that are just almost like nuanced, but you don't know where to go to ask some of those basic questions. So it was like really helpful. Like I realized that it was really helpful to have that support. And I knew that I needed some help in the aspect of like, okay, well, how do I do marketing to physicians or other healthcare practitioners? How do we do that? How do we talk to patients about just various things or the plan of care, how to maintain and help them realize that they should stay on the schedule? All those things, I think, requires for the most part, some sort of, I don't know, like help understanding maybe even like an outsider's approach to like, Hey, have you tried this before? Yeah. So, you know, it's always so much easier to see from the outside on somebody else's problem. Right. You know, it's like, you always feel that with the way that we give advice. It's like, Oh yeah, that person's doing that. And they could be doing so much better. And, but it's so hard when you're looking at yourself and yours is the only situation that you have to compare anything to. Exactly. Um, And and it's been interesting because I was going to say that like, you see some of these questions that are posted in our group and you'd answer it and you just realize you probably answered your own question and you're like, Oh, awesome. Like I just told this person to do this thing, but I probably should be doing it too. I will tell you, Janet, that's one of the coolest things about that group for Nicole and I is because, you know, we obviously at public sanity, we have a lot of, of evals we have to get in the door. And so every time we give you guys advice, it causes us to look right back in the mirror and be like, Hey, are we doing a good job at that? Is there a way that we can improve that side? Hey, I need to go and test that because I can't be telling you guys to do this if I haven't actually done that thing. And so that's it's always just really fun to be seeing how everybody is doing this. And I think you have such a unique way that you've approached it and you've really niched down to exactly who you want to be working with. And one of the cool things that we talked about, I remember one of the like aha moments in one of our calls is I think your focus on going out to running groups, like, where are your people hanging out? Well, those are your people. And then I think that even led to you starting your own, right? Yeah. So we talked about starting a running group for pregnant and postpartum women. And I started that in the middle of June, I believe. And yeah, I just realized that that type of group really isn't out there for people. And it really was to provide support for people who are either pregnant or recovering from pregnancy or, you know, just postpartum to come out and just like get some exercise, go for a walk or a run and be able to talk all things (laughs) pregnancy and postpartum related. Yeah. Well, and such a huge, hugely needed resource. And I love when you're thinking about marketing, I feel like everybody always has this like, oh, there's a perfect way to market and I have to do these Facebook ads and I have to go to all of these physician offices and I have to buy somebody. Like everybody thinks that they, there's this like step-by-step piece of that. And the thing that I love that you've done is, I mean, that's something that you're passionate about. And that's something that you want to help and provide value to people. 
And I'm sure it's something that you enjoy doing a heck of a lot more than like knocking on random doctor's doors. Like you don't have to hate marketing. In fact, you should like enjoy it because you're getting out there into your community. You're helping people. Like, I think you've done an amazing job of just doing things that you like, which means that you're going to do them more and you're going to be better at them and not feeling like, oh, you have to do this cookie cutter approach. Definitely. Definitely. It's made, definitely made me enjoy marketing a whole lot more. When I did work in, in network clinics and facilities, that was like my most hated thing was like, you had to go meet with doctors twice a year and bring them whatever cake, I don't know, or cookies or something like that. And like smooth them with this cake to get them to send you patients. And that was just like, I did not like that aspect whatsoever. Um, and really though, like I like talking to people. So like actually talking to the doctors and whoever else would be great. It's just that underlying, like, Hey, you know, like you're doing this for this reason. When I was in network was a little bit more just scary and <laughs> Yeah, it, that seems like such a weird system too. So I'm so glad that you're doing it the way that you're doing it now. Talk to me, what's been some of the biggest changes or biggest improvements in your life as a result of starting your own business? What's different now that you own your own practice? Definitely. So I am in much better control, like I said, of my schedule. If I needed to take a day off, I can block that out and do what I need to get to for that day with me being almost 35 weeks pregnant. I'm, I am getting like weekly checkups so I can just block that. And it's not that big of a deal to just be like, Hey, I'm not taking people on this time because I need to go to my appointments where it's a little bit harder when I was in that work trying to make these appointments, you know, you got to squeeze them in at the end of the day. And I was actually kind of like at that time, I had a really flexible, I shouldn't say flexible schedule. It was more that I had some shorter days. So I was able to run to my doctor's office. But by the time I got home, it was like 5 p.m. I sat in traffic for an hour from my doctor's office. And so it's been kind of nice to be able to manage that part of it. Yeah. Awesome. You know, I, I love hearing that. And one of the things I just want to commend you for, I really feel like of all the people we work with, you are so good at just being like true to yourself. Like you're not always chasing the shiny thing. You're just, you know what you want to do. You know, the kind of people you wanted to work with. You knew that you wanted to have boundaries around family time and you knew why you were starting your business. And mm -hmm. I feel like you've been really just true to that throughout all of your growth. And it's really cool to see because that sometimes, uh, you know, and, and Nicole and I would fall into this camp of, you know, sometimes you end up starting to working for your business and you're not true to the reason that you got into it. Maybe you're working more hours than you want to be or seeing a patient population that you really don't like. And I feel like you've just had this sense of what you wanted your practice to be like, what you wanted your life to be like. And you've just been really deliberate about pushing forward toward that goal. And it's really cool for us to be able to see you get there and how much that means to your family and everything else that you're doing. Yeah. And it did take me a little while to get to this point in my life where I'm like, no, this is what I want. The work will be there and that it's okay because everything will balance out in the end of it all. In the beginning of this pregnancy, I was feeling really miserable. And there were certain weeks that I was seeing like a handful of patients and I got a hair stressed out about that. But then at the same time, I'm like, what would I do? Like 
be really, really sick working with patients, like that's not good for them or myself. So um, looking back and even at that moment, I was realizing that, you know, I'm really fortunate to be able to control that a little bit and be okay with the fact that at that time, I only had a handful of patients. Now in this, you know, second, third trimester, everything's picked up and normalized and I'm okay. Like, so yeah. It really gives you that that ability to craft your ideal life. And it's really cool mm-hmm. to be able to see from, from afar. So I thank you so much for your time for jumping on. I want to give you the last word. Is there anything that you want to say to the people out there? And then I will close this up and get you on your way. Cause I know you've got a lot of stuff going on and just appreciate your time and jumping on yeah. with me. No, it's so great to be here. I think if you're ever wanting to just start your own business or just have a goal that you really want just go for it and do it because otherwise you'll be stressing about not doing what you want to do so definitely we've got goals of starting your own practice your own business just go and do it and get a plan in place and everything would fun would come Awesome. Love to hear it, Janet. Thank you so much for jumping on, guys. If you have any questions, I'm going to put all of Janet's contact information down below. Make sure you get in touch with her if you have any questions about any of this stuff. And as always, we want to keep this conversation going and let's continue to rise.